Hallelujah. Amen. Today's title is the Word of God. The Word of God. Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. Hallelujah. New Living Translation. He says, study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you'll be sure to do everything written in it. Only then would you prosper and succeed in all you do. You know, it's just a quick reminder of the theme of the theme of um, uh, 2021. As a church, we have a theme, we have a scripture. The theme is dig deep. Dig deeper, sorry, dig deeper. And the scripture is just a reminder. The scripture is Luke 6, 46 to 48. Luke 6, 46 to 48. It says, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't? Do what I say. I'll show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then flow, follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation of solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. You know, the Lord kind of took me back to my younger days, you know, <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning this morning, uh, preparing for this. Uh, the Lord was talking to me about this. He took me down to my Nigerian days, you know, when Nigeria, you know, my mom allowed me to drive a, one of the cars, you know. <laughs> I totally forgot about this car too. The name of the car was Datsun, Datsun 200C. My mom would know, you know my sister would know too. The car was built like a tank, was as strong as a tank. You know, the car was in the in the in the in the house, and you know it was a stick shift that I thought I put it in in reverse. And meanwhile, it was in the first gear. And as soon as I pushed the throttle. The car went into the brick wall, damaged the brick wall, seriously. But the car was basically standing as if there was nothing happened. There was, there, were, there, was not, there was absolutely no damage on the car at all. You know, the car, the car was well built. The only way for you and I to be well built and grow spiritually in the word of God Go spiritually is through the word of God. I'll repeat that, what I said. The only way for you and I to be well built and grow spiritually is through the word of God. And the word of God is what? The Bible. The word of God is what we're preaching here. Digging, dig, when you dig deeper, it takes time. It takes patience. 
to, to get oil from the ground, it takes time to get patience. To mine diamond, it takes time, it takes patience. So it takes time and patience to retrieve anything that is valuable and precious. If you want to buy a diamond ring, sometimes it will tell you 4,000. Depends on the, the cut. Why? Because it's, it takes, it took time. It took somebody's sweat and blood to actually go and mine that. And it takes time for them, somebody to refine it. So let's just really dive into the word today. What the message of today. If you look at that, Joshua 1.8. Joshua was, a, was Moses' successor. The Lord spoke to Joshua about how to succeed as a leader. You know, if you read, if you read from that Joshua 1, 1 to 7, the Lord was telling him, be strong, be courageous. Then he now said to him, what we just read. For, so for us to actually succeed as a leader, we need to do what God told Joshua. That's basically the way to success as a leader. It, for me, it's amazing because, you know, Joshua took over. Moses died. Joshua took over. God now talked to him. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be scared. But what you need to do is to what? Study the book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you'll be sure to obey everything in it. Only then would you prosper. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So you, let's break this thing down. Let's understand what it meant, what the Lord was saying to Joshua, so that we too, because prosperity, most people have, must, must have uh, the, the understanding of prosperity, people think prosperity is all in money. It's not only money. Yes, it includes money, but it's not only money. But before we get to that aspect of being prosperous and, and succeeding, we need to understand what it means, the other things mean, before you lead to that. He says, study the book of the law continually. What does it mean to study? Studying the Bible is more than reading the Bible. When you're in college or when you're studying for any exam, medical exam, or whatever exam it is, you know, IT exam, it don't matter what exam it is, you always have your textbook, your, your textbook, and you have your notebook. People like, like people like me cannot even, I cannot study with noise, with when the place is noisy. When the place is noisy, I cannot study. I need peace and quiet. A place that I, whereby I can understand what I'm reading. It takes time. You know, the same is applicable when we're studying the Bible. We need to take time. We need to seriously know that this, our life depends on this. Our life depends on the word. We need to be serious 
to do it. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, King James, New King James Version. We need to know, we need to take it seriously as well because our life depends on it. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22 says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your, from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Look at what he says. He says, my son, give attention. Give attention. What does it mean to give attention? It means that we should set aside some time for the word of God. And look at you, fast forward to the end. What does he say? It's the same thing like what Joshua 1 he says. You give attention. When you give attention, study. Give it attention. Pay attention. You know, I tell David, I say, pay attention. Pay attention to, to your work. Give, give it attention to Give your work some attention. Look at what God says. Look at the end. He says, for they bring life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So it means that we don't have a choice when we, when we have to give something attention. Every other thing stays where they are. You're giving it attention. You're paying attention to it. When in the world of I have to multitask, you know. This is not the aspect of multitasking. You can't be watching TV and reading the Bible. It's, it, 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 it'll be hard. You can't be sleeping and reading. You know, there was one time I was preparing for, for Bible study and I was feeling so sleepy. I was so tired during, you know, during the day and I was falling asleep and you type. You wake up and you, you uh, look at it. I was typing completely nonsense. I was like, <laughs> I said, you know, it's best for me to go and sleep. When I wake up, I would, I would hear what God is saying. Because I wasn't hearing what God was saying. I was typing. What was I typing? Absolutely nonsense. We need to, we have a choice to give attention to the word of God. We are to make our time to be in the word. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. And the Bible says continually. It's not like a one-time thing. It's not like, oh, I do it in the morning. Shaking, I'm done. It's not one-time thing that I do it in the morning and I'm done for the rest of the day. It's, it's not like that. Why? You might ask Why? If you're in love with someone, you always want to be in their presence. When you're in love with someone, you don't just say, okay, I, you know, I love you. That one day, one night, I stay with you just one day and that's it, one, one, one hour. You always want to be with what? To that person. When you were, you were going through courting or you were, you were you know, hanging with your your wife or your, whoever it is, your significant order, your husband, or, you know, the Bible says, you, you know, teenagers, you know, the Lord was telling me, say some teenagers would stay on the phone 24 by seven, talking sweet nothings because they, they love their, 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 their 
supposed boyfriend or supposed girlfriend. And they're just on the phone. You know, I, I talked to this, I, 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 um, on Wednesdays, I meet with these young guys and the guy would say, oh, I was talking to babe and we're just, we're on the phone for hours. Uh, you know, talking sweet nothings. I, I say, yeah, that's basically what you do is talking sweet nothings. But, you know, if human beings do such things, they want to be always around their significant other. Because since you love, you say you love me, if you say you love me, then you always want to hear from me. You always want to, you always want to be in my presence. And you know the Bible, the Bible, you know, they say the Bible say, you know, the word when you say the word of God or the word from God, the Bible is God really speaking to you. If you want to know the thoughts of God, you go to where? The Bible. If you want to know the will of God, you go to where? The Bible. You know, I see people, I see some people, they say, um, if, it, if it be your will, heal me. Then you don't read the Bible. For you to say, if it be your will, heal me. You don't read the Bible because the Bible says, this is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. So the key is that for us to understand, you know, my, my, my buddy, my buddy at work, he was telling me, he was, we're talking, which we know, he says, everything you're going through in life is written in the Bible. Because we have Bible study at work this last Friday. And, he, you know, we're, we're talking about the word, you know, and we're talking about scripture. And, you know, he says, you know, when he, before he joined, this is what he was saying. He says, before he joined Roche, his, his, his wife, they just were, were about to, I think they just got married. Yeah, they got married and the woman was going to leave Liberia and come to the US. The, the month she was about to leave Liberia and come to the US, she passed away in Liberia. And two months later, he got a job in where, where we work together now. And he says he was getting angry with God until the Lord says, why don't you search the Bible? Search the Bible. Before you get angry with me, search the Bible regarding death. And he said to search the Bible, then he found out that Abraham died, Abraham's wife died, Sarah, and he loved Sarah. And he started to understand that, wow, he, he repented right away. He repented right away because he says, this God, you really love me. We're in a fallen world. He started to understand we're in a fallen world. He never assured us that we're going to live forever. But these things happen. It could be painful. But you know what he says? He says, through it all, God really held me close. God helped him. And this is exactly what happens. This is what is found in the Bible. That's the encouragement we have when we go to the Bible. So if you go back to that Proverbs 4.22, New King James Version, it says, for their life to those who find them and health 
to all their flesh. So for us to interpret that, let's look at John 10, 10. You know, scripture interprets scripture. John 10, 10. Say the thief, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you what? Life. Then I have come, I have come that they may have what? Life. And that they might have it more abundantly. The, the only thing the devil comes to do is to steal our joy, steal everything that, is come, that belongs to us. He likes to kill. He, oh, that's his job. That's his goal. He, he goes around looking for who you may devour. That's all he wants. That's, that's, his, that's his desire. But God says, I've come to give you what? Life. I've come to give you life. You know, your spirit is alive. You are alive. You, you live, you know, life on earth, life eternally. And the key here is also, he says, in Christ we have what? Healing. Jesus took our sicknesses, our what? Illnesses. And in turn, he gave us what? Healing and health. And this is what is found in the word. This is what the word of God is telling you and I. And if we don't read the Bible, we would not know what we have in Christ. That's what my wife was talking about during the Bible study, during the um, Sunday school. Our inheritance is found in the word of God. When we don't read the Bible, we don't know what is our inheritance. So as we study the word of God, you know, the wonderful thing the Lord told me one time, he says, as you study the word of God, healing takes place automatically. Because he says it brings life. You're renewed and it brings what? Healing to all your body. Let's look at that same and now I'm just, we're just looking, diving into that one. We're paying attention, we're giving attention to what? Joshua 1 8. That's all we're giving attention to. We're giving attention to Joshua 1 8. So let's go, to, go back to that Joshua 1 8 and look at that meditate. You say meditate on it what? Day and night. Meditate on it day and night. It says study this book of instructions. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. The key, well, what I want us to talk about, I want us to look at is what it says, what? Meditate on it day and night. You know, one thing I've come to realize is that we just study the Bible or we just read the Bible. But we don't take time to meditate on it. We don't take time to think over it. We need to be like the cow, not, 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 you know, physically, but I'm saying we need to be like the cow that spits out the food and eats it. What do you, how do you what, what, what do I mean? You, you, you spit out the word and you start to think about it. What does it really mean? You start to reflect on it. You know, at work, we have a meditation room. Sometimes I wonder what, what did they use that? I, I kind of, eventually I knew because I started to ask questions. I'm, I'm a curious goose. I always, I'm like, why? Why do you have med meditation room? 
you know, then somebody told me the yoga people that will come and do, you know, look, we Christians, we should stay away from some of those, you know, medieval times stuff that it just doesn't make any sense. You're meditating on something that you haven't finished meditating on the word of God. You're meditating on the sky. Meditate on the word. For you and I to truly meditate on the word is, is to deeply, deeply, think deeply and focus your mind on that particular scripture or that particular verse for you to get a better understanding of it. For you to have an the scriptures are not just dead for years. You study it, but you meditate on it so that you say, but what is God saying to me here? What is, what is, what is, what is going on here for me to understand? Because what happens when you meditate on it, revelation comes from it. You start to get rev revelation. The Holy Spirit starts to work and start to open your eyes to exactly what the Bible is saying. I, 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 I spoke about this before, but it's good. It's a good example to, to talk about it again. The example that that I have is I remember one time I, I had food poisoning. My wife always tells me, I know, baby, always tell me, I like to sample food that I'm more of a seafood, seafood, like I see food, I want to eat it. And then my wife says, you know, your stomach is sensitive. So I don't know what I ate but I had a stomach bug. I'm changing, don't worry, I'm changing. I'm, God is working in me. I'm not eating any, I'm not eating randomly anyhow like that anymore. Especially, you know, so, because when, when you have had a repeat of those things, you know, you start to change, you start to watch yourself, you know. So this happened very long time ago. So God has been working on me to, to change that attitude. So I, I, I had a stomach bug. You know, I don't know what I ate. So I was continually, I had diarrhea. So I was bathroom, bedroom, bathroom, bed for like two days. I wasn't even able to, I wasn't able to read my Bible. I wasn't able to study. I wasn't able to even look at the Bible. So one day I was, I was downstairs, you know, I couldn't put food down. So I was downstairs in the, you know, in, in the restroom. And, and the, the devil talked to me and says, you know, you know, you know, you have a stomach cancer. I tell you, the devil's job is to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. That's his job. To steal your joy, to steal everything he can. And as soon as he's, he's able to get you with the stealing, he's, 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 having, he's having a field day with you. So he's there to tell me, you have, you have to my counsel. Ah, I told him, I told the devil, I said, no, I don't have such a thing. I don't have such a thing. But you know, somehow in the back of your mind, you're thinking, hmm, is it possible? But I said, no, I don't have it. I don't have it. So what happened was on the third day, I was now miserable, still having this diarrhea. You know, and you know, uh, normally I will call my sister, but I know how my sister, you know, she's very kind, she's very, but she asked me, what did you eat? And I don't want to start explaining all the, you know, this what my wife told me. And, so I just kept myself. I said to my, I decided in my heart that it's on the fourth day. If it continued four days, I would definitely call my sister. You know, like I said, yes, I put pre-COVID. So you don't think it's a, 
COVID situation. This happened way long time ago. So but what happened was this. On the third day, I picked up the Bible. I said, God, you need to speak to me because I, I'm tired of this thing. You know, I can't keep going like this. I'm getting dehydrated, you know. I know, you know, in Nigeria, they, they tell you to mix, um, that's what I was drinking too. They tell you to mix sugar and water inside the warm water and drink it so you can, you can get uh, hydrated. So I was doing that. But what happened on the third day? I opened the, I opened, I opened the Bible. I said, God, I'm just going to read your word. I haven't read it. I haven't spoken to you. You haven't spoken to me all this, all this time. So I opened the Bible. And the first thing I read was Romans 8. My, my heart just went to Romans 8. So I read Romans 8 from all the way from 1 to 37. But here's where, where it got excited. Let's look at Romans 8, 35 to 37. Romans 8, 35 to 37. New Living Translation. It says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death, as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Those are the disciples. There's no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. You know, it's amazing. I read the scripture. I said, wow. Victory. I read this. I read it again. You know, I've, you know how sometimes you read the Bible. I've read the scripture so many times. You read the Bible and it doesn't just, you don't have this aha moment. I didn't have this, I didn't have the aha moment. But you know, this time around, I was, I was sorry to be, I don't want to be to be gory, but I wasn't, I, I couldn't go anywhere. I was in a bathroom. So I had no choice but to start to think about. What it means by victory? What does this victory mean? It says, you know, so I said to think about it, I said, supposing, you know, Nigeria goes to war with another country and they win the war. It means they have what? They have victory. So I said to think about the victory again. I said to think about this, this the, the, the scripture again. I read it again and I read it. Then I got it. I said, wow, wow. Says no, so no matter what kind of trouble I go through, no matter what, what kind of issue, no matter what, look at what he says, no matter what calamity I go through, no matter what sickness I go through, no matter what persecution I go through, no matter what danger I go through, I have what? Victory. I'm always what? Victorious. So it means that the, the, what, the, what, what I was thinking says, he says Nigeria goes to war. If there's war going on in me, the enemies bring sickness. That's war. He comes to war against me. He comes to war against my, my soul. The Bible says Christians always have what? Victory. Victory is always ours. You start with trouble, stomach bug, sickness, all sorts of things. But in the end, on the other side, you have what? 
victory. Look, I was, I was, I said, wow. So it means even though I have this sickness now, even though the enemy is warring against me mentally, physically, the Bible says I've overcome. I'm on an overcomer. I have what? Victory. The revelation, I got so excited with that revelation. I said, wow. I said to thank God. I said, God, I thank you because I'm healed from this stomach bug. Now this stomach bug, you're not coming back anymore. I focus on the victory. You know what happens is that we, when we're going through this kind of war, one kind of, you know, whatever war we're going through, sickness, you know, loss of job, whatever it is, we are focusing on what? That problem. That problem becomes bigger than anything else. That problem becomes like, wow, how can I get myself out of it? But God says, I know the what? The end from the beginning. You are at the beginning. I know what's going to happen in the end. And your end is victory. Your end is victory. So God is saying, stay on it. Look at the victory. Look at where you're, where you're going. You're already victorious. Stop looking at your situation. Start looking at your victory. And when you start looking at your victory, you get excited. Look, I was excited. I won't lie to you. I was very excited. I was, oh man, I was over, overcome with joy. I said, I couldn't hold myself. I said, wow. I, I, told, I called my, my wife that day. I said, do you know that we are all victorious? Because why are we, because Jesus, think about it. Jesus went ahead of us. He paved the way. And now he says, I've given you victory. That's what meditation of the, when you meditate in the word, when you meditate in the word, that's what happens to us. You start to understand exactly what the Bible is saying. He says, meditate on the war on, on it day and night. That's why I said, you don't just read the Bible once or study the Bible once. You think about it, you, you, start to, you start to meditate on it. It's a, it's a process. So that you'll be, sure, you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then would you prosper and succeed in all you do. When I believe that, that we, that I am victorious. When you and I believe that we are victorious, no matter what we go through, you cease from being depressed. You get excited because you're a winner. You know that song says, Winner, oh, oh, oh winner. Jesus, you don't win, oh, winner. Why? Jesus has won the battle for us. So he says, We're already a winner. I was excited because I have the victory. You know, I became at peace. I said, you know what, this one, this two shall pass. <laughs> this one shall pass. Forget about it. This two shall pass. Look, it wasn't, when I started to rejoice in the Lord, I said to, wow, this two shall pass now. What's this devil telling me about cancer? I mean, leave me alone. 
I got really excited. I knew that God has already healed me. It, it, by the afternoon, I was fine. By the afternoon, I started to eat, eating. I know people say, well, after you, you eat crackers. I mean, I ate rice. I was fine. I was excited. I didn't even remember to eat crackers or all those um, saltless biscuits that taste like paper. I, I didn't even bother myself. I ate I my rice. Because why? I have the victory. I decided to do what? Act on the word of God. I said to say, yes, I'm not going to, we, I'm not going to look at what's going on. I know what God says. I'm victorious. I was, I was uh, like, great, this is awesome. We are to believe the word of God and act on it. That is what that, that meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. We are to believe the word and act on it. Isaiah 55, 11. He says, it is the same as my word. I send it, I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. This scripture tells us that the word of God has the power to change. The word of God has the power to transform. The word of God has the power to bear fruit in our life. Only if you can believe. You know, Isaiah 50, 53, 1 to 5, 53, 1 and 5. Luke in James. Isaiah 53, 1 and 5. Luke in James. They who has believed our report. And to whom, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Meditate on this word. You need healing? Meditate on the word. This is the same victory that we have in Christ. If you started with sickness, the Bible says you're healed. Meditate on the word. Meditate on your healing. We are to believe that we are healed regardless of the symptoms we see now or we feel now. Yes, the devil will bring symptoms. He will bring us all manners of symptoms. We even try to sway your mind. Then you, you have uh, all kinds of sickness. And you know the doctors, they are well-meaning. They are well-meaning, but they are not God. They are well-meaning. I love them. I have a sister that is a doctor. They are well-meaning, but they are not God. So what do you do? You do what? You hold on to what? The word of God. We started with sickness. We end up what? In healing because it's victory. That's, that's where the victory is. 
We are to believe we are healed regardless of the, the symptoms we feel right now. We're not a people, we're not people that feel. Because when we start, you know, we don't use our five senses to think about God. Oh, but God, I feel this thing. God says, but believe my word. We're called to consider and believe the report of the word. What's the report of the word of, of God? What's the report of God? It's what the Bible just said. I just read in Isaiah 50, 50, 53 verse 1, verse 5, sorry, 53 verse 5. Symptoms are physical, but the spiritual trumps the physical. Believing the word of God is the most important of all. It's just for us to do what? Believe him, believe his word. You know, practice makes perfect though. When you practice and you see that it starts to work, you say, wow, this thing works. This thing works. So I have no choice. I have no choice but to what? To believe. I have no choice but to believe. Let's look at an example. Matthew 8, 5 to 13. No living translation. It's long, but we'll look at it real quick. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in, in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. Just say the word from where you, where you are. Take a note of that. Say the word from where you are. And my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers. I have the authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go. Come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, and they do it. Verse 10. It says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to those who were following him. Join audio. I did call over internet and just under shattered. It's from them. Please mute yourself. It says when Jesus, verse 10, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to those who were. Please mute yourself. He says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to those who were following him. He said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you, I'll tell you this that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. And many Israelites, those, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness where, they will be, where there will be weeping and gashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home because you believed it has happened and your young servant was here that day. That's him. The young servant was what? He does him. Let's look at something. I will, I will talk about this for, let's look at one more scripture. 
John 1, 1 to 3. No King James. John 1, 1 to 2. No King James. You, we, we read scripture so you can under, you take another scripture so you can understand it. So John 1, 1 to, 1 to 2, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word, okay, let me read it. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was, was God. He was in the beginning with God. Who are we talking about the word? Jesus, Jesus. So Jesus is what? The word. So what? The word. <laughs> the Roman, I'll explain this. The Roman officer understood the power of, in the word of God. He told Jesus to speak the word alone and to be settled. Jesus was amazed because the man just believed and knew the word had power to bear fruit and had the power over every unseen circumstances. He knew Jesus had the authority over any situation. He knew. But let me tell you something. Let's look at scripture. I want us to look at it. So we don't think it's only Jesus that can do it. Ah, it's only Jesus, so I can do it. We try to be humble. Oh, no. Hey, Jesus, it's only Jesus that could have done this. No, let's look at scripture to understand what scripture is saying. Let's look at scripture. We understand what scripture is saying. Let's look at what uh, the scripture is saying here. Hold on. Thank you. John 14, 12. Please, can you mute yourself so you don't have feedback? John 14, 12. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Eh? Oh, really? The Bible say that? Pinch myself. Eh, let's read it again. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works. Really? And then I have done. Who said this? Jesus. Jesus says, you can do the same works. And what? Even what? Greater. Did I write the Bible? No. Look at what he says. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Jesus is telling you and I that we can do greater works. Look at Matthew 16, 8, 19. Matthew 16, 19. Matthew 16, 19 says, I have given, I wait for her, I wait for my wife to, to present. Sorry, I'm getting excited. So I wait. Um, Matthew 16, 19. It says, and I'll give you the. Okay, I'll read. Uh, yeah, 16, 19. Yeah. It says, and I'll give you. It's okay, Grandma. It's okay, Mama. It's okay, Mama. It's okay. Yep. He says, and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He says, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden what? In heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So it means that God has given us what? Authority. 
You had the keys. What does keys do? Keys open the door and keys close the door. Keys lock the door and keys open the door. You have the ability to, to speak the word of God in that situation, any situation. We have the ability to speak to our bodies using the word of God. We have the ability to say, say the word alone and the body, our body can be made whole. We need to know that God, God, yes, is God that brings the increase. He makes it grow. But the key is that God is looking for someone who will believe his report. The man, Jesus, the word, spoke a word. And the man took the word and said, this is for me. I believe it. Don't come. You don't have to come. Look, if, it's, if, if I was there, then. I'll say, yeah, you better come. You better come and lay your hands on me. But the man say, no, no, no. I know the, I, I have the understanding of what? Authority. I have the understanding of authority. I know when I say something, they do it right away. I know the authority. I know what authority means. I have the understanding of authority. So what I'm giving you, the I'm, I'm giving you are giving me the authority. You're telling me speak the word. I forget it. So God is saying, you too, you and I, you and I have the ability to do what? Speak the word. Be like Jesus. Please mute yourself, please. Pastor, can you mute, mute these people, please? The key here is this. The key in this whole Says, here's the word. That's why I said I read that John. The greater works would you do? It's to take the word and speak the word. You have the authority. God has given you the authority. The, the Bible says the reason the Son of Man was made manifest was to do undo the works of the devil. In the in the beginning, Adam gave what the authority. To, to the devil. Jesus came and took the authority from the devil and gave it back to us. So we have the authority. We have the authority to do what? To speak to those situations. To speak to the mountain. That's what we read last week. Mark 11, 23 to 24. You see, you can speak to the mountain. So it means you have the authority. So that right there is telling us that you can be like the Roman of officer to believe the word. Psalm 10720. Psalm 10720. He says, He sent, He sent His word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. So you can send the word. I'm telling you, you can send the word to anywhere. You can send it to your body. You can send the word to your child. You can send the word. Look, the word doesn't have, you can't say you can't send the word to, to Africa. You can send the word to Africa and say, stop. I was talking to somebody yesterday, you know, and I was telling the person, I said, you know, 
We just prayed for Africa. Send the word to Africa. And don't, don't, don't start looking at what's going on. Take your eyes away from me because the devil wants you to look at it. And when you look at it, you get discouraged and you say, man, this thing is not working. You have annulled. You have annulled. I'll say this. You have annulled. You, you've canceled your prayer. You've canceled the word. The Lord says, don't look at what is going on. Don't look at it. I'm telling you. That's what the God said. He said, don't look at it. Look away from it. I'll give you a quick testimony. Not my testimony, but somebody has said it in, in the Bible study. In, in the Bible study at work. And this thing encouraged me. Oh, man, I told my wife this thing. You encouraged me. This woman, she said she said that she, um, let me remember the story. Well. She said that she and her husband became, a, they, they, they became Christians together. They accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior together. Together. And three years after, the man said he doesn't, he doesn't want anything to do with this Christianity. He said, I don't want to do anything with it. I'm done. I'm done. Forget about it. I'm done. So the, the woman decided to pray for the man. <laughs> I said to pray for the man, but was looking at him to see whether he's going to change. Ah, that's the worst thing you can do. You can't be praying for somebody and be looking to see whether the person is going to. You get discouraged. And exactly what happened is she got discouraged. Three years later, she, she prayed for like three years. Man, she got discouraged. She said, man, forget about it. This is not going to work. And she says, you know what? All the Lord was saying to her was, why don't you live out your Christian life for him to see? And stop using your mouth to run wild and say it does, it's not going to work. Do you know that when you live, live, when you put your hands up and say, God, I'm not, I can't do this anymore, you do it. God says, eh, okay, now, it, it can't be two captains in one ship. You can't be trying to do boom, boom, with all your hand and you trying to force your hand and you want God to do something. God will be looking at you 40 years and when you're done, call me. <laughs> when you're done, when you're done, call me. God, I need you. Oh, okay, you need me. Okay, I'm here. Are you gonna are you have you stopped doing? You say you have stopped doing. Okay, let me start working now. So the woman, she 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 moved her eyes from what was going on. She took her eyes away from her husband and loved the husband. Oh, man, she loved the husband. She said, I loved him. She told us the umbrella uh, helicopter aspect. Of it. She didn't want to tell us exactly what, what was going on, but which was okay. We, we accepted her testimony. It was her testimony. She lived it. You see, it was 10 years. 10 solid years. And she said that 10 years was three years ago. He, he, three years ago, the thing, he, he, three years ago, he finally accepted Jesus. But she lived that life for 10 years. She refused to look at what? Look to the left, look to the right, look at what he's doing. She refused because the Lord told her, <laughs> says, live out your Christian life. Live that man for me. Let me tell you something. The, the most sure word is the word of God. But God could also speak to you. We talked about it last. You can go and listen to this, to this sermon on, on last, last Sunday. God can speak to your heart. Yes. 
But the most sure word is the word from God. Jesus speaking to you. And she, she would do what? She held on to that word. No, you know, and Africans would say no shaking. She didn't shake. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't run away. She didn't look away. She held on to the word. And God did what? He did what he does best. My brothers and sisters. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on to the word of God, no matter what your circumstances, no matter what your, your life is saying, no matter what your body is saying, no matter what the situation is saying, hold on to the word. The word never changes. Praise the Lord. It never changes. Hallelujah. So uh, I want us to, you know, this, this situation can, does not ap apply to, you know, it does not apply to people that have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It only applies to people that have accepted. So if you haven't accepted Jesus, take this opportunity to accept Jesus. Take the opportunity to accept him, you know, because he's good. You know, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot do all this by yourself. It, it doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply. So if you have accepted him, it's easy. Just say, God, I, I, I cannot do it by myself. I'm a sinner. I accept you into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Guide me in my ways. I've tried all my best for a while, but now I surrender it and I put myself in your hands. Navigate my life. Be my navigator. You can accept him now. And this also, I want to, I want to reach out to those of us who are not consistent in studying the Bible. You have the opportunity to, to repent and say, God, I haven't done you well. I haven't done you well. And I haven't done my, I haven't, haven't been, you know, he says, we succeed and prosper. You know, I've been thinking, I've been trying to succeed and I prosper and by myself. But you're showing me the best way to succeed and prosper. Let me, let me tell you something. Prosperity is not only money. Prosperity is living in health. You can have all the money in the world and you're sick. What does that do? Prosperity is also working in health. Prosperity is having the wisdom of God. And the wisdom from God is found in the Bible. When he says forgive, you just say, oh God, <laughs> forgive me. Forgive that person, forget about it. It's found in the word of God. Praise the Lord. So I want, I want you, I want you to go to God and say, God, I really submit myself to you. I, I goofed off. I've been doing things of my own self. But Lord, I, I submit myself to you. I can't do it on my own self. I need your, I need your help. Go to God. It's, you know. And lastly, this, these are the things that I'm just reading exactly what the Lord said to me to tell everybody. And I'm reading it from here. And the last one is, if you need healing, take the word. Take the word like medicine. Take the word like medicine. Meditate on the scripture and receive your healing. I'm telling you, take the word like medicine. Take the word. Just believe your, believe the God. Believe God and say, this is your word. 
I just read one, Isaiah 53, 5, verse 5. Take the word and just say, God, I believe your word. You have healed me. You say you have healed me. It's settled. You've healed me. I'm not going back. I'm not going to look left. I'm not going to look right. Symptoms, it's your business. No, the devil will come and amplify it all. I'm going to tell you right now. He'll come and amplify it. But you know what? Believe. Believe the word. When he keeps amplifying it, you stay, you ignore what he's doing. It will be difficult because the pain is still there. But ignore what he's doing. After a while, you get tired now. Isn't, didn't you get tired after trying to, you know, when Jesus was in the wilderness? After a while, you get tired. Do you ignore him and you stand on your word? You hold on to your word, stand on it. And know that it is him. It is him. It is him. Now you're saying, God, I, I'm not going to move. You be at peace. You know, that's what happened. We talked about it last, last time my, my wife taught Sunday school. The woman had cancer all over her body. In her brain everywhere. The thought I forget about it. The woman said, no, I believe the word. <laughs> I believe the word. Forget about it. It happened to my cousin. America. They told him, the, the, the doctor gave him a month. A month. Say, hey, you have a month to live. Forget about it. I'll buy, you know what? Because you don't have money, I'll buy you a ticket to go to, to Nigeria. So you can you can arrange your arrange your family. But he believed the word. As, as he believed the word, God said let's work. This is this is this is what real life is. This is what success is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father Lord, we just give you glory. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us your word. It's your word. It's not my word. It's your word. So, Father Lord, I, we pray that, Lord, you know, we, we, first of all, we pray for those who haven't accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. We pray that they will come to know you. They'll come to accept you. And also, we also pray for those ones that have, have really, you know, they're they are not, they're neither here nor there. You know, they are not, they have not been faithful. Father Lord, we pray that they would, they will be faithful. They will know that this is serious business. They will know that, look at this, look at how the world is. If not for Christ, where will we be? Father Lord, we pray for those ones too. That Lord, they will go back and repent and go back to you. And Lord Almighty, we pray for those who, who have not been going into the word. They think that they have the power to, to make themselves prosper. You know, but prosperity is not only money. Prosperity is being in you, having life, having health, having wisdom. That's prosperity. That's prosperity. Having Christ is prosperity. Father Lord, we, we pray, Jehovah Lord, that you, you open our eyes. You open our heart up. Help us to love you more. That's how it is. When we start to know that, you know, no, Lord, I love you. You can say, Lord, I love you, but you don't even go and read the Bible that is, is left for us. Father Lord, help us to, to make an effort, to make an, a conscious effort 
It's not, it's not, oh, let me do my quiet time. It's not quiet time only one morning or one night, but it's something that we need to, we need to consciously give attention to. Because you know that's where life is. That's where wisdom is. That's where healing is. That's where forgiveness is. That's where everything in life that we're going through is. And you want to hear what God is saying to you about your day, what God is saying to you about your month, what God is saying to you about life in general. Help us to go back to it. And Lord, if we've been doing it, help us to keep doing it regularly. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we pray for everyone that is hearing my voice about healing, whether they need healing in their body. Father, Lord, we pray and we, we say, Lord, that they are healed in the name of Jesus. From the top of their head to the sole of their feet, they are completely healed. No matter what the symptoms are saying. Hallelujah. No matter what the symptoms are saying. Healing is your portion. Father, Lord, we just give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you adoration for healing each and every one that has called upon your name. So God, heal me. He says, I've healed you already. Say, God, I need healing for my waist. He has healed you. And I'm sending the word to you. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we were made whole. I'm sending the word to you right now. You're healed by the stripes of Jesus. Lord, I thank you because we're not going to look at the symptoms. We're going to remain at peace knowing that our healing has been already consummated. Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Lord God Almighty, we just thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging us. Thank you, Lord, for, for giving us the ability to listen. Thank you, Lord, because we will not just be hearers of your word, but also doers of your word. That, Lord, we would sit down and do what you said. And when we sit down and do, when we see the results, we understand, wow, this thing works. Father, Lord, we understand that the word works. The word really bears fruit. And we're eager to continue to do it. Father, Lord, we just give you glory. We thank you for everyone that's here that really paid attention. Father, Lord, we pray that that word will produce, it will produce fruit in their life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.